Welcome y bienvenidos to Presently Aquí with Claudia, an insightful mindfulness podcast to help you discover ways to control your thoughts, emotions, fears, and essentially mastering self-love. Hi everyone and welcome to Presently Aquí with Claudia. I am your host, Claudia, and Presently Aquí is a community of healers where we come together and share our journeys of self-discovery and self-healing in, in, in hopes to empower and inspire other people to come home to themselves and start their practice of self-love. And as usual, you know, I get excited to have a guest and today I have a beautiful guest. I'm, I'm beyond excited to get to know her and her story. So um, here we go. Yolanda, we have Yolanda here today, and she is a teacher of energetic alchemy, intuitive mentor, and host of Reiki Radio Podcasts. She is also certified in wellness counseling through Cornell University, using a blend of techniques to help clients and students achieve deeper connections with themselves. Her work facilitates new levels of self-awakening and reveals the dynamics of mind, body, and energy. Yolanda's methods have helped Reiki practitioners globally, and she created an oracle deck for seekers and practitioners and practitioners of energetic alchemy. Welcome, Goddess. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about our conversation. Oh my gosh, so excited. Yes, I love it. And um, I, I love your Egyptian Oh, thank um, you. Yeah. Right there. It's so embossed back yeah. there. Yes, so they're all with us during this beautiful conversation. Exciting. Um, if I know Yolanda's going to lead us into meditation today. So if you are driving, just don't do this part. Yeah. <laughs> and just hold off until you get home. But she's going to lead us into this beautiful meditation. Yes. So I always like to kind of open a circle, so to speak, to bring us all into the presence of just being here together, you and I and everyone listening. So I always tell people to find their seat, which just means if you're not driving and it's safe to do so, sit in a way where your tailbone isn't tucked, because that way you allow the physical body to be like an antenna and allowing energy to move just more freely. So you want to be as comfortable as you can and roll your shoulders back to open up your heart center. And then just take a few minutes to just let yourself breathe gently. Don't try to force, just be aware of your breath. And also if it's safe for you, you can close your eyes. And what's interesting about the breath is we can allow the mind to follow the breath or the breath to follow the mind. So if you take a nice deep inhale and start to let your mind go down towards the navel, slowly exhaling, feeling yourself sink into the body, like you're allowing the mind, the breath, your whole being to relax down near your navel, And as you breathe in the space, just notice if your shoulders are relaxed. Allow yourself to release all tension as you exhale. Start to feel any tension releasing from your face. And then just take a moment to just be thankful for being embodied in this moment. Away from any thoughts, any worries, any concerns, just appreciating this moment of breath between you, spirit, all there is. And then we'll just have a little intention for us to all be present together. No matter what time you are hearing this, we are together, connected, aligned, all as one, as family and spirit. And that we may all get what we need to hear, all that will support us, all that will uplift us and guide us in the highest and best ways on our path at this time. And again, just take one more breath to ground that in. 
accepting that alignment for yourself. And whenever you're ready, gently open your eyes. Mm. Yay. Yay. This is wonderful. I love doing this because it, it washes away the day before this conversation. Yes. And then we can come into here fresh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, beautiful. Oh, thank you so much for that. Oh, that was... <sighs> Okay. <laughs> now we're ready. <laughs> now we're yeah. ready. Um, yes, so let's get right into it. Uh, beautiful goddess Yolanda, if you can share with us some of the challenges that you face in your path early on in your life, the challenges that you face on your way to self-discovery and self-healing. Um, it's interesting hearing it posed that way. I've been interviewed quite a bit. I don't think anyone's asked me that that way. But what comes to mind is, um, first of all, um, just naturally being an empath, very sensitive to energies and people um, at a very young age, but not understanding that and never even hearing of that word. And so um, I grew up as an only child. My mother and I, we left Washington, D.C., where all of my family is when I was very young. And by the time I was 13, we lived in four different cities. So mm -hmm. it was really challenging to um, acclimate to new environments so quickly and to mm. just feel comfortable and safe in body, constantly being exposed to new people, new energies, these types of things. So it was really challenging just just growing up, yeah. you know, in that yeah. in that yeah. sense. And then um, when I was a teenager, we uh, landed in California and at that time it really heightened where I became even more sensitive to energy and mm. didn't mm. understand and it was very challenging I was just like the weird friend of I don't want to be here I don't like that person but I had no reason of why yeah. um, and then of course as a young adult like once you get into the corporate world in that environment that carries over and so even the stress of that environment and interacting with people and meetings and deadlines and all the things, it was, it was just very overwhelming and very challenging with not knowing how to navigate what didn't seem like stress, but it was very stressful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I do. Yeah. So that, that was now hindsight looking back, um, it was very challenging just not understanding energy and not understanding yeah. that we are energetic and the impact right. that we have on each other and the impact of environments. Yeah, definitely. And then when you were in the corporate setting, did you feel like you had to numb that aspect of yourself? Yeah, I, yeah, I had to, it's almost like, you know, you have to grin and bear it. You have to really stuff and repress what would feel more natural to you like for me would be to just hide in the back of the room but the boss that I had in order to help me grow she would force me into uh, facilitating meetings and doing things where I had to be very much in the spotlight and it was yeah. excruciating for me but on one hand mm -hmm. I appreciate it because you know it forced me out of my comfort zone but it was also very draining and it, it just I felt so mm. depleted at the end of the day and it, at the time it didn't feel like a gift <laughs> not at all yeah. yeah 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 definitely I could see yeah I've been in the corporate world so I know yeah. <laughs> what it's like to be thrown into the den of wolves and you're like what yes <laughs> but I don't know how to defend myself or explain my what I'm feeling right, right? so it's just that strange um so where uh, at which point did you kind of start slowly coming into your self-understanding so interestingly what happened was I would say after about 10 years of working in finance um the division mm -hmm. I worked for we were bought out by another bank and um it was a great thing at the time of course it's scary because you know it was, I could have kept my job if I moved to Texas, but I didn't want mm. to. 
So I took my severance package and at first it felt like freedom, like this relief of, oh my gosh, I'm going to be out of this environment. But of course, then reality hits in. I have bills and a life and I have to, but I didn't Mm want to go back into the same environment. And so funny enough, I found myself crying on the bedroom floor, Mm -hmm. which was not like Mm -hmm. me at all. And I was just like praying, like, please help me. I was imploding. I didn't know what to do. Just give me a sign. Just tell me what to do. And this calm came over me. And I just like, out of nowhere, stopped crying. And the first thought in my mind was to call an astrologer. Mm. So there was this woman who I had gone to for an astrology reading maybe like five years, 10 years before. But she was so accurate in my reading that it scared me and I never right. went back so in this <laughs> moment of crisis she was who came to mind as the solution mm-hmm. um so I booked a session with her right away and you know she told me a lot about my personality and what I might be good at all of these things but what changed my life path is she told me to learn how to meditate And also Mm -hmm. to have a Reiki session, because both of those things would help me to, you know, manage my stress, get some clarity. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I could choose, you know, what to do next. Um, So I went home and Googled, never heard of Reiki. Um, I did some research and it sounded really odd. And instead Uh of having a session, I booked a class. So, yeah, I signed up for a Reiki class and a meditation class simultaneously mm-hmm. and that's where it all started and I went down a rabbit hole and never looked back. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing yeah. how that just came to you like astrologer <laughs> and then you freaked out and but you still listened to her. Yeah. <laughs> so that is that is amazing. You know this this common thread keeps coming up with everyone I'm interviewing that there's just something that happens that we were living in, deeply in the matrix and something comes in the universe comes in and it's like okay we're gonna push you move you out to come back into yourself yeah. for the first time or ever um and so you know it's just a really remarkable when you are doing the light work and it it's kind of like um the calling mm-hmm. right the phone call comes in except that it's an action or or some type of loss yeah. of some of some sort and then it it shifts you. But also, would you agree that you would have to be open? Because sometimes it won't move people. Yeah, I will. To be quite honest, even though my job was extremely stressful, and I mean, I mm-hmm. loved it on one hand, but also it was stressful and I hated it too. Yeah. Um, but I was very, I'm a very practical minded person. So even though it was stressful, had I not been put in that situation, I would have stayed. I would have stayed and just dealt Mm -hmm. with the stress for however long. Mm -hmm. So it had to be something drastic like that forced on me Mm -hmm. in order Mm -hmm. for me to. So while it was, listen, I wouldn't wish that type of like anxiety and worry on anyone. But with my personality, there's really no other way that I would have stopped to even consider. Like if someone would have told me back then, like, oh, you should you know, meditate and get to know yourself. And while I was working (laughs) in corporate, I would have been like, no one has time for that. What are you talking about? Yeah. So yeah, it it was a very challenging time. But for me, it it wouldn't have happened any other way. Right. That makes sense. Because and as you're saying that what comes through is like, you know, because you make your own action plan, right? And the guides follow. And so they're like, okay, she knows herself well enough to know that we need to like really push push her. And then she'll like come to. Um, So that's so interesting how you're like, no, I I wouldn't have left. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we get so comfortable in these places. Yeah. I mean, and the good thing was, is that Reiki and meditation both individually were so interesting that they both piqued my curiosity. And so Mm -hmm. because once I learned both, I wanted to practice both every day. So even though I still had the, you know, concern of, well, what am I going to do with my life? I wasn't stressed about it anymore because now my mind was directed towards like, I'm fascinated Mm -hmm. by these two different practices 
And I started just doing that, practicing every day. And because of the way I started changing and I started learning about myself, I started recognizing things about myself I had no idea about before. Um, I started asking my friends if I could practice Mm. on them. And so it just kind of snowballed into then they started referring people to me. And that's how it became a business. But it was never my intention. I mean, really backing it all up. It was just, I was looking for a way not to be stressed out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) How long ago was that beginning aspect for you? This um, started at the end of 2010, early 2011. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, were there any books that influenced you in this in this journey? Not at first. Interestingly enough, um, I had no idea of like anything in this realm of spirituality. Like I didn't know who the popular teachers were, like all the names that people knew back then, like say like Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer and Eckhart Tolle. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who any of these people were, but I live in, you know, in Southern California, there's a lot of this Mm -hmm. here. So once I started going down the rabbit hole, um, Deepak Chopra actually has a wellness center in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And so I went there for um, a meditation, like three or four day kind of retreat thing. And he had those speakers there, like Wayne Dyer came and Eckhart Tolle, oh, wow. and people were going nuts. They were so excited, and I'm like, Yeah, I like No, everybody's so excited. I had no idea, but I say that to say, in the beginning, I kept hearing about who the popular teachers mm-hmm. were and what books to read, but I didn't want to read anything at first because I yeah. I just wanted to experience it without. Yeah. any influence of what I was supposed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to experience. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So absolutely, I gave myself a few years of just practicing kind of like blindly without yeah. Um, yeah. reading any particular books. And then at some point, yeah, if you could see all my books now, it's ridiculous. <laughs> now I'm, I'm obsessed with reading. Yeah, all kinds of. I know it's a it's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem for most light workers. We just one book leads yes. to ten somehow, and then it leads to a hundred. You're like, but yeah, how did I even like buy the twenty fifth book? When was that? Because usually you buy in bulk, yeah. or if you go to like uh, I don't know if you've ever been to in New York Strand Bookstore, yeah. and they have. So right outside, they have books inside, but in their regular price. But outside, they have these huge carts, top and bottom, one to five dollar books. Go crazy! And there's about, I would say, a good twenty five of them outside the store. Yeah. And it's just random books, and you're gonna end up finding things oh, you love. Wow. And so, yeah, places like that are dangerous. Oh, honey, the books, the bookstores are the worst for me. And then, like tarot decks and oracle decks. Oh gosh, yeah. so many. I won't even tell you how many, but it's so, yeah. So now down rabbit hole with all the books. And so now on the topic, tell me about your own deck. How did that come through? Uh, so uh, back then when I first started all of this, I was hearing a lot about chakras, of course, mm-hmm. and I was curious about them and um, read a lot of books about them, but. I was like, I don't know. It feels like something's missing. Well, I happened to come across this woman who created an Oracle deck that was Mm -hmm. based on the chakras. And she Mm -hmm. actually taught the classes to read her, to learn how to read intuitively, but to read her deck. So um, I studied with her for a bit. And then um, after that, I became more curious about other types of oracle cards because, you know, there's so yeah. many kinds. So many. I slowly started to open up to tarot and then I, you know, studied that. But then the problem was I had so many decks and not one yeah. like go to deck that I could just use mm-hmm. for what my focus mm-hmm. was. So I mm-hmm. decided I'm going to create my own deck. And I want to have a deck that's more focused on what we go through on this journey, you know, not necessarily yeah. like, oh, am I going to get a boyfriend or which right. job right. do I take? Yeah, no, right. more like, right. oh, my God, 
I'm in resistance to my healing right now. What's in the way and what do I do? These types of things. Yeah. Yeah, So I created a a deck using just um, like blank tarot cards that you can get on Amazon. Uh Because I'm not an artist. I was just kind of playing and toying around the idea. And I put it away for years. And then right before Mm. COVID, it came back around again where I was like, I'm really going to do this deck. So Mm -hmm. a friend of mine actually referred me to an artist. And then I commissioned the artist. We worked together. I had to give her the detail of every single card. And it was a three-year project. And it finally came out last year. Yeah. What's the name Uh, of your oracle? The Energetic Alchemist Oracle. This is the box. I love the box. <laughs> Once oh, I saw the box, I was so oh, excited. Beautiful. Yeah, but they ha- that is gorgeous. Yeah. Luckily, <gasps> I also have a friend who's a graphic artist, and so she mm-hmm. designed the box for me, and yeah, did that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was a. These are them. It's the back <gasps> of the card. Look at- yeah. Oh, the back. Yes. I'm How does fine. that make you feel? Uh, How does when you the word? Oh, like they're in your hand right I now. No, like, no. Yeah. It, well, you know, it's so funny is because the the bulk of the creation was during COVID, and so mm-hmm. it and that's what took so long because there was just you know like so yeah. much going on at the time. Um, it was wild. I mean, it, it's wild to have to explain to someone your vision. And then the artist, right. she would send me back a sketch of what I translated to her. So the creating mm-hmm. part was a lot of fun. Um, once it got down to like, okay, well now they're coming and now they're here. It was, it's still weird. I mean, I I do readings with them every day and I'm still just like, wow, they really exist. Like, this is kind of, yeah. That's amazing, yeah. though. That's what I'm asking. Like, I cannot even imagine what that feels like. Like, oh, my God, they're physically here. Because, what you know, the magic is creating something in the ether yes. and then actually bringing it down to the 3D yes. is just remarkable, right? Yes. And then having a tangible item yeah. is, I cannot imagine. Like, And I'm sure that was never in your plan, right? Like, when you left your oh, job. Oh, no. No. <laughs> I would have never thought, especially something that was, artistic I would have just been like oh no I'm not an artist I can't do that like no but that's one of the really cool things about this path and this work too is it I think a lot of people think the only thing we learn about us are the parts that need to be healed or the parts of us that are wounded and you do recognize those parts but in the healing of all of that you start to also recognize these different aspects of yourself where maybe you have strength or courage or certain ambitions or desires that you never allowed yourself to get familiar with before. So it's not just the, the shadow self that emerges. There's very much Mm -hmm. so this light self that emerges and Mm -hmm. you can have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. I love that because it'll help the listener understand that you don't need to go seek Right. your shadow aspect and go heal that and also embrace the beauty that is you and, and the many facets that maybe you haven't looked yeah. at. So I truly appreciate that. It's really important yeah. that you bring in that in. Yeah, beautiful. So as we're going through your journey and you got into this Reiki meditation class, where did that pivot for you where you decided to heal other people right or or did you still study other modalities as you were going through oh honey I studied everything like we don't we would have to be here for 10 hours to talk about all the things (laughs) because I really I really went down a rabbit hole um I will say meditation is what has always been a constant I Mm -hmm. loved it I still to this day if I can only do one thing that would be it um but what happened with Reiki is I was practicing it every day and I started to Mm. notice I was seeing things and feeling energetically much more strongly than I ever had before. And I was curious about that. So that opened me up to intuitive classes. I did psychic development, intuitive development, um, mediumship classes, Akashic records. Like, Mm. so then I went down the rabbit hole of 
just wanting to understand how to translate mm -hmm. the unseen and yes. that also tied in with all the <laughs> the cards and the yeah. decks and things yeah. I fell in love with um but what really inspired me was I realized if I could change so much anybody mm -hmm. could because I was stubborn I was yeah. stubborn <laughs> I was skeptical I was a whole lot of right. things that I would have never imagined myself being as I am right now, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I yeah, I mean, that alone made me excited of the possibility of like, wow, if I share this with other people, mm -hmm. perhaps they will also be inspired or encouraged to get to know themselves. Right. And then what if we all right. fall in love with ourselves? As, you know, I'm an Aquarius. Yeah. So my I mind think. goes to like, big picture the whole world all of us you know absolutely yeah so that's really what inspired me like the potential that we could all heal and just like the yeah. world be like a kinder place right yeah absolutely I mean this is what this podcast is about is to inspire the listener to start loving themselves yeah. you know yeah. it's just you know having everyone come in and share their stories and maybe resonates and say hey oh i was in that space yeah. oh i remember oh, i've had these moments maybe i'm not crazy maybe yeah. i should start loving myself yeah. yes please can you please yeah <laughs> we need you to start loving yourself and that's what we all are here for you know there's different divination tools and different um healing modalities that we offer and um i love that you said we all can do it yeah and that's the thing is that, you know, there's really something for everyone. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of people come in and it's exciting and you want to like do it right. You want to get your spirituality right. right in this. And yeah. we put a lot of pressure on ourselves that really later on you'll realize like it, yeah. there was no point in pressuring yourself that way. Um, but also it's hard. It is. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can be, listen, I when I first started, I was excited because it was fun and like, ooh, learn yeah. all the things. Yeah. But simultaneously, yeah, you will have those days where the yeah. shadow comes up and you're frustrated yeah. and your external mm -hmm. life is changing just as much as you are changing internally. And it can be frustrating mm -hmm. and scary and like you will yeah. be really challenged to handle yes. things differently than you would have in the past. And you'll be really challenged to try to see things beyond the scope of what you would have seen things in the past. Like I used yeah. to literally scream in my apartment. I was like cussing at the universe. Like, mm -hmm. what do you want from me? Yes. Things, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but then you will, we've all been there. Yeah, honey, I mean, it's not, it's not always pretty, yeah. but you start to learn. It's like how we learn mm -hmm. how to come out of resistance, yeah. how we learn to mm -hmm. surrender and start to trust more and, mm -hmm really recognize how we need to apply like this kindness mm -hmm. this love this compassion all this stuff we say like I want to be so good to everybody else mm -hmm. it has to start at home first and this work will definitely force you into understanding yes. that yeah especially meditation yeah. even if you just do that right. that'll be an instant a little if you do it every day even if it's five minutes a day and the more you fall in love with yourself, it becomes longer time. Yeah. That's why you're able to do it longer because you're now enjoying going within. Yeah. So it's not like you're forcing yourself to like, it's not a goal to be like, okay, I'll start five minutes. And then at the end of the month, I'll hit 30. No. Yeah. It, it's not like a race. No. It's not like there's not like a, a set of spiritual team or angelics <laughs> be like, oh, wow, look, Yolanda <laughs> didn't do it today. No. <laughs> you know? It's just the mind imposing on itself because it's what it does, right? Can I tell and you, so, I would love yeah. to share with mm. your audience, anyone who thinks they have a challenge with meditation, just one, yes, one please, thing. please, because I was going to ask. Yeah, yes. this really, I'm telling you, this one moment changed the whole game for me. One of the things, first of all, I realized in the beginning, just like to your point, I couldn't be worried about like, oh, I'm supposed to sit for 30 minutes. Right. So I always tell people, right. just sit and don't worry about like, mm -hmm. ooh, is my mind clear? What am I not going to think today? Just get in mm -hmm. the habit first of just, right. just sit and just be quiet. Mm -hmm. Try that first, yeah. right? And then yeah. you can um, adapt your practice and bring in other elements as you go. But 
um, at one point I was studying Buddhism as well in this journey. And um, I went to this particular school um, and they, on weekends we had, uh, it was like meditation practice, but it was all day. So imagine starting at like seven in the morning and going till five o'clock at night, all day, but all you're doing is meditating, coming in and out of meditation. And so we would literally like sit and meditate and then stand up and walk in silence and do a walking meditation Mm -hmm. and then sit and then, Mm -hmm. you know, take a lunch break and then back. So this one day I'm there and I'm doing it and I was sick of meditating. I was just, I was over it. I was like, oh, (laughs) good. So we're sitting and the day is almost over, but you know, when you get frustrated, it's like your body starts to shake inside, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I just want to get up. I don't want to effing meditate anymore. Like my mind is now going (laughs) wild, right? And Mm -hmm. I started Mm -hmm. to recognize the more my mind was telling me I'm irritated, the more my story was, I want to get up, I'm frustrated, the more my body was reacting and I started to feel more and more Uh uncomfortable. And so I realized in that moment, like, what am I saying? I actually love meditation. This is like the only moment I get to be at peace. Like everybody here is so nice. I start telling a different story in my head. The minute I start redirecting my mind and telling myself a different story, like, oh, I love meditation. This is okay. This is a good practice. My whole body starts to calm down. All the stress that I was building up in my body started to disappear. And I completely relaxed back into my meditation without resistance. And it was in that Mm. moment, I really understood the power of our mind and the power Mm -hmm. of our thoughts. And we hear that a lot in this realm. But if people, if you really start paying attention to how much whatever you're saying in your head, how it's Mm -hmm. causing you to feel in your body, like just try, change the story. Mm -hmm. Think about something that like makes you laugh and notice how the body follows, right? So the same, Mm -hmm. you can do that with meditation, but you can do it with anything. But it's like one Mm -hmm. of the biggest keys to this work. Your mind is the foundation of all of it. Yes, it is. Very much so. You know, being in the mindfulness space, it's all about using it as a tool and not allowing you to be used by yes. it because you are the you are the master. The mind is not the master, and so um, you know it's just le- getting people to to see a different perspective, to shift that you know yeah. at the end because you study Buddhism is not to suffer, right? It's just we can we can cause ourselves a lot less suffering if you you start loving yourself and these are the tools of how to meditation even walking meditation mindful eating just these little things so you appreciate and then you uh, you're able to uh, take gratitude in more right in your day instead of um the other things anger frustration um annoyance whatever that normal loop-de-loop that you got going on and um Thank you for providing that. Because I was going to ask you, like, what do you suggest for beginners? And here you're like, wait, I have something. Like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. But, I mean, it's not so crazy because, I mean, we're here having this beautiful conversation. And, yeah. uh, you know, we're in the same in the same vibration. Yeah. So it makes sense. I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. Yes. Um, that's, yeah, that, that was special. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, my love. Yeah, yeah definitely. And so... Um, so now that you have all the modalities yeah. <laughs> and you studied everything, um, do you particularly, because I know there is a lot, but have you just chosen a few to continue doing your work or do you offer most of the things that you've studied? Yeah, I don't offer really anything that I've studied is um, only really Reiki. And that's because mm-hmm. that for me was the foundation And so I see how there's so many different elements within the practice and the system of Reiki itself Mm -hmm. that can help Mm -hmm. people come into that Mm self-awareness, self-observation, starting to change the relationship with their self and then expand into that relationship with all there is with universal and divine intelligence. So 
um, that system in of itself is packaged so beautifully that we can learn a lot just in there. So that's what I offer in terms of what I teach. I focus on Reiki and I do also teach intuitive development because that was hugely impactful in my life. Um, But my curiosity really with all of the different systems and why even now I still study many different philosophies and teachings, it's amazing how they all come back to the same thing. It doesn't matter Mm. what it is. It doesn't matter, even tarot for that matter. Tarot and Reiki, you can see like how they're pointing to the same thing, you know, meditation and, you know, yoga, Qigong, you can see how it's all pointing to the same thing. So that's really my um, fascination with the variety because it just gives us a different way of looking at Mm -hmm. universal oneness and understanding really who and what we are. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. but Reiki is absolutely um, what I'm most passionate about with sharing with people because it's like the gift that keeps on giving. And even though it has levels, like there's level one, level two, and level three, in yes. western reiki anyway um right it it you don't just take the classes and then it's over you keep working mm-hmm. with it and you keep growing and keep learning from the energy mm-hmm. itself so it's like mm-hmm. a never-ending story really right yeah. wow i i heard that uh when you become a reiki master that uh one of the stipulations is to teach you have to teach it no is that true no no okay. no 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 <laughs> No, in fact, uh, a lot of people choose not to. A lot of people do, even when I first did um, master level training, mm-hmm. I had no intention of teaching. So, and I will say this too, different lineages are, you know, mm-hmm. there are some slight differences. So in some lineages, you can take master level, but it wouldn't necessarily be the same training as if you wanted to be a teacher. And so they'll have it segmented as master level and then master teacher. And then there's other lineages where master level is just, it is what it is. And if you want to teach, you're welcome to, but you don't have to. Really, I'll tell you this. It's not like, I'm not giving away any secrets here, but in level one, (laughs) the practice Mm -hmm. and the study um, more traditionally with uh, more traditional lineages that that level of Reiki is going to bring you into deeper awareness of you as a physical being, being in connection mm-hmm. to body, being in connection to earth, being in connection to breath mm-hmm. and energy as well. But it's it's much more like physically focused, more about grounding in. And level two, mm-hmm. you learn more about your connection to all there is, how there's no separation between you and I. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people will hear about like in Reiki, people do remote or distant sessions. And it's right. because you learn in level two about mm-hmm. how to be a recognition of dissolving the illusion of separation. So it's a very yes. interesting teachings in that level. And then in level mm-hmm. three, it's like allowing yourself to come deeper into the practice of how do you embody this higher consciousness? So it's not so much about doing Reiki as a technique, as a practice, but how am I being the expression of this higher Mm -hmm. intelligence just in, you know, having a conversation with you, walking down the street, like how am I being the expression of, yeah. So each level, um, again, brings you into deeper awareness and relationship of you and Mm -hmm. simultaneously all there is. Right. The oneness. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make that clear for the listener when she was like, everything points to everything. And I'm sure they're like, what does she mean? I know she, you brought it up, yeah. but just to be sure the oneness is what she's right. talking about. Everything will point that we're one. It's all the same. We're just fragmented of the source yes. and expressing itself in different forms. Exactly. And then we get to play with all these different tools yes. and, and ways of expressing of learning who we are and helping others through all these beautiful gifts. Um, and then I know you you actually came from class today. You were studying yeah. a, a different lineage. Yeah. So she's still studying, yeah. guys. So I, if anyone is interested in Reiki, I would highly suggest someone who just is a forever a student because yeah. that's life. Yes. And that's important, I think, in my opinion, um, to, to always keep going because um, 
we're infinite beings. Yeah. How can you just be like, okay, I, I know everything. Yeah, no. Yeah, the minute you do that, it's like the minute you stop learning. And like, if you have this mind that is infinite and can just expand and evolve in like ways we can't even imagine, I would never want to put a cap on that. No, no, never. Yes, you know, it, it is, uh, it's kind of like the books. Mm -hmm. You just keep expanding, and so does our collection of books. Yes, yes. <laughs> Because there's so many and um, it, it, it's just impossible. Like so many things that you keep growing, you keep learning and you continue wanting to acquire knowledge as you're going through your journey. And so uh, the books are also another tool. I, I have um, to show you space. since you're saying books, it's so funny because this is how yes. my mind goes. When I first, when the deck first came out, this class is over. I'm mm -hmm. not teaching it again, but I taught a class that went along with the Oracle deck and I created this workbook and look how thick Whoa. the workbook is. For you, yes. you made all of that? Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, I can't wait to help people play. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. Wow. Kudos to you. That's a lot of work. Yeah. But this is what I but love. Have... I love to share. Yeah. And my whole thing is like, I don't ever want you to walk away and feel like it doesn't make sense. Because a lot of stuff mm -hmm. in this realm, especially with like spiritual jargon and the terms we use, a lot of times you'll hear a lot of stuff, but you will walk away and not know what it really means or not experience yes. it. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. I want you to go full blown yeah. into experience and then translate for yourself, you know? Yes. Yeah, that's what I love. I love to share. <laughs> that's the that's the teacher. That's the teacher yeah. that wants you to surpass her and yeah. teach her. And teach her what you yes. learned that she might not know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's set up dance and the beautiful space that everyone can create together. Yeah. Um, you know, as you know, this conversation can lead to a utopian space, but um, I don't think that, I, um, and I would love your opinion on this. Um, I don't think us light workers are wanting a utopia because we are also been in the dark before we got into the light. Mm -hmm. So we need both. They can't be just like, it's only happy forever. Oh no. Right. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. And I, I think you learned that early on in this. It's funny because that's why I actually started a podcast because when I first came into this work mm -hmm. back then, all that I heard about spirituality, it sounded like all sunshine mm -hmm. and rainbows and, you know, Everyone oh. says light and love, and you're just so yes. glowing and shiny. And I was like, ooh, mm -hmm. sounds great. And it was at first. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. But when the healing right. cycle started kicking in, that right. didn't feel great, right? And right. and no one was right. talking right. back then about, like, I didn't hear anyone say about the shadow part or, like, what. No. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do a podcast. And back then, again, like, I don't even think there was another Reiki podcast back then. Um, yeah. But I was like, I want to talk about this honestly, about what it is I'm experiencing and what I'm mm -hmm. doing to get mm -hmm. through it. So if anyone else mm -hmm. is going through this, they don't give up or thinking they're doing it wrong. Yes. But it, right. it definitely, I think we get to a place of appreciating that we learn through the shadow, we learn through the dark. And that's right. what really helps yes. us to have a deep appreciation right. for what we consider more light and you know mm -hmm. the pretty parts right. <laughs> yeah you have a, right. a deeper right. understanding and appreciation for what you go through to yeah. refine have you now that you're saying this have you read uh i'm sure you have seed of the soul by gary sukal no <laughs> no well he's uh, one of the first books i encountered that was starting to talk about the shadow aspect okay and um, I've never heard anyone else before this book. It was recommended by a friend. And um, I thought to myself when I got to the, the, the dark parts of what the book was talking about, your shadow self, I, I kind of saw it. I saw my shadow self. It, it, it like, oh, that's the thing. Like you, you, you can't see something. You don't know what it is yet, right. what it looks like. And then when it does come, you know, I think the big test there when the, the, the shadow aspects of yourself come up, that's when you'll know what is your trauma response. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so How true. that kind of... Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mine How, was yeah. fight and scream at the universe at the top of my hmm. leg. Oh, right, right. <laughs> because I didn't understand, you know? And yeah. that was the thing. I didn't even know 
I didn't even know there was a shadow there. I right, thought I right. was stressed out because I didn't want to go back yeah. into finance, right? And so <laughs> start meditating and do all this stuff. So fun. Woo. And then all of a sudden, these old emotions come up and I'm starting mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. question my behavior and I'm looking at people around me and wondering like, yeah. wow, what's hurting them? What's bothering them? Mm-hmm. Instead of just judging like, ew, I don't like their energy is bad. Like, no, mm-hmm. now I'm just like, wow, what are we going through? Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I started to, I called it back then spiritually undone because I, I hadn't heard of shadow mm-hmm. or dark night of the soul. Right. So I was like, I right. feel like I'm becoming spiritually undone. I don't know what this is, mm-hmm. but something in me yes. knew this is part of the healing. But yeah. it felt terrible. I mean, it was, yeah. it was horrible. Yes. <laughs> but simultaneously, I was fascinated by what I was realizing about myself. Mm-hmm. And so when I finally mm-hmm. stopped cursing out the universe, I realized if I stop resisting <laughs> and um. just say, "Okay, show me what do I need to work through." And then it switched to, I'm not fighting. I rather deal with whatever this is so I don't have to deal with it again. I want to deal with what this is so it's not impacting my future decisions, choices, and what it is I, you know, create in my life. So, yeah, it's just, it's crazy, Claudia, how much changes that you won't expect. It is. You don't, you don't at all. So I definitely resonate with a lot of that you said. I mean, I didn't plan for this either in the in the children's mindfulness school. None of that. That was just a result of listening, right? Of finally having no bigger distractions, and you're like, oh, and it kind of just unravels, right? It just unravels on its own, and then it lands you in a space, and you're like, uh, I, ha- I have oracle cards, <laughs> right? Right. So it's beautiful. It's a it's beautiful. And to tell the story, you know, that's why I have everyone come on here because the stories are just everything. Yeah. How it unraveled for you to be this butterfly that you are today, it wasn't easy, right? So is there anything else that you want to share with the community that you offer besides what you've spoken of? Is there uh, um, perhaps that I missed? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, just the, you know, my free offering, of course, is the podcast and there are episodes every Monday, and you can tune in mm-hmm. wherever you listen to podcasts. So um, it's called Reiki Radio, pretty easy, cut and dry. <laughs> Just, yeah. yeah, Reiki Radio. Um, and I started in 2013. So there's plenty in the archives. Ooh, you can go back beautiful. to old episodes. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning is where I talked a lot more about Reiki. But now mm-hmm. in more current episodes, it's me interviewing other people similar to what you're doing because yes, um, yes. I love learning from other people's journeys as well. Yes, I just want yes. all the listeners to know um, you will also be on Reiki Radio, which I'm very excited yes. for. Uh, can't wait for that conversation. And um, I also facilitate something called the Alchemy Circle and we meet every Tuesday mm-hmm. and Thursday. And it's essentially, mm-hmm. it started actually in COVID. Um, I wanted mm-hmm. to create a space where people could come and practice and feel like a sense of community and it just it kept going and we um, practice different energy techniques you don't Mm -hmm. have to be a Reiki Mm -hmm. practitioner to join we do very meditative journeys and yeah just a lot that you learn within the realm of energy work I love it beautiful beautiful I, I you're Just such an amazing story. I appreciate you taking the time and sharing your journey with us and how how I I think you have like this plethora of information of of, I would say mystic information, um, you know, and so uh, that's why I I'm like, I I don't know her well enough. But obviously, you know, in in the realm of being connected and feeling into you, right? Um, Not only what I've heard, but also, you know, feeling you heart to heart and uh, I would definitely want to learn Reiki from someone like you that'd be you know 
to get everything. Because even you're saying, like, I want you to fully get right. it. You want to grasp it. And um, a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. So uh, that's what that's where my ears perked up. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, honey, we're, we're only we're really, really close. Yeah. So anytime you're yes. welcome. Come to San Diego. That's right. Come to L.A. We'll figure it out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Because I've, I've I have been wanting but going back to San Diego just because it's such a beautiful yeah. city and great food and an excuse to go. Yes. You don't say <laughs> two hours away. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I'll definitely take you up on that. Uh, goddess, before I let you go, is there anything that you feel called to share with the listener? Um, really? I just hope that through all of your episodes that people really are encouraged and inspired on their path. Know there are going to be mm-hmm. tough days, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. You're learning through the good and the hard days just keep that in mind like the universe is never trying to like beat you up or work against you at the very least Mm -hmm. always pause and ask yourself what is it that I'm meant to learn or understand or free myself of um Mm -hmm. start being curious be curious Mm -hmm. and it'll make the journey a lot easier (laughs) it sure will it sure will Thank you. That was beautiful. That's a great way to end this beautiful podcast, Goddess. Thank you again for your light, your energy. And I am excited to be on your podcast and to meet you in person. And so thank you, really, truly. Thank you, Claudia. So much. Thank you, my dear. And for all the listeners, thank you again for listening and expanding with us in this beautiful conversation. Remember that the breath is the secret and always lead with love. Until next time. Thank you. If today's episode resonated with you in any way, please subscribe to my podcast and share with anyone that may need to hear today's message. You can find me at Presently Aqui on all social media platforms. Gratitude donations are also accepted via Venmo at Presently Aqui. My wish for all of you is to find the courage and strength to start the path to self-love through mindfulness because you deserve it. Remember the breath is the secret and always lead with love.